Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this, the latest episode of The Curated Culture. I am your gracious, humble host, Rob, a.k.a. Robbie Diesel. And yes, this is the second consecutive episode that you are hearing. I know, pretty incredible, right? It's been a a long, wild journey to get back into working mode. And while I am still working on getting into working mode, I have to pull an about face from last week's show. Now, that about face isn't a bad thing at all, but listening back to it during editing and hearing myself say, hey, I'm not going to promise to get this out to you on a specific day because I don't know what that looks like right now. It kind of felt like and sounded like a cop out, like I was avoiding the responsibility of putting out new content again, even if there's only, you know, a handful of you that listen to this, which thankfully somehow or another, it is not you guys have stuck around and, and kicked it with me. So thank you for that. But even if it's a handful of people that listen to this, those handful of people deserve strong, steady content. So with that being said, um, I am going to announce a, a consistent day to look out for the podcast. And that day going forward is going to be Wednesdays. So Wednesdays at midnight or first thing in the morning when you wake up on Wednesday, you will have a new episode of this podcast Uh, We are going to bring back the one-on-one interview format at some point in time, Uh, but for the most part, you'll probably just get me talking into a mic about the stuff that matters to me, so buckle down for that. Maria's going to come back on a couple of shows as well as just, again, making a point to sit down and record it, but Wednesday's the day, so make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode at all as we get rearing up uh, to get back into um, more consistent production, man. And um, that's that's the goal. And that will be uh, that will be what the focus is uh, going on a Wednesday. will give me a little more time to get it out to you because Mondays were always killer, depending on how the weekends worked out. But um, that's it, man. Wednesday. So stay tuned. Wednesday, the curated culture, new episode every single week, middle of the week, too. So, uh, you know, we'll have some fun with some stuff that happened last week and some stuff to uh, start the week off. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I I got uh, a, a, a very helpful suggestion from one of my friends, uh, Mr. Michael Nazarian, who runs the uh, Realistic Sustainability podcast, which if you haven't checked that out yet, you definitely should. Very, very easy to digest, very understandable uh, podcast focused on the on the topic of sustainability, which is something that we all should care about right now. Essentially extending our resources and make sure that we are not being wasteful and that we are doing the absolute most that we can to ensure the longevity of our planet. That's what it is. And that's pretty important if you ask me. Um, but it's not a very preachy podcast at all either. It's, it's one that attacks things from a very practical, again, very easy to digest, easy to understand um, approach. And the hosts are also pretty funny, too. So make sure you check it out. Uh, Realistic Sustainability, hosted by Mike and Nick Nazarian, uh, two very good friends of mine. Make sure y'all check that out. 
in other rob related news um i think it's been a long time coming but i think your boy is going to uh return to the classroom pretty soon here um it's been a goal of mine like my entire life to have a degree some sort of degree of course something that i'm interested in but for sure obtain higher education and i just turned 36 this past august and i still have yet to accomplish that and Michigan has a program, and I'm not sure if it's available in other states, but um, if you're in Michigan, definitely check it out. It's called the Reconnect Program, in which if you are um, wanting to attend school and if you don't have an associate's or a bachelor's degree, you can apply for this program. And if you get accepted, depending on what you want to study, uh, essentially, the state of Michigan will uh, pay for your education, at least up to an associate's degree. I'm not sure if they carry you all the way through a bachelor's, but that would be a really, really solid move. Um, again, depending on what you want to study. Uh, now, certain degrees, of course, are, are more expensive than others, in which case, if you get into it, they'll still supply you with funds to go you're just responsible for paying the difference which is still i think a pretty solid thing because as we know the price of obtaining an education has skyrocketed over the last you know 10 15 years so to be able to get some sort of relief is is pretty solid so um thanks to the michigan reconnect program your boy is going to be returning to school uh, I am going for uh, essentially computer science, uh, networking specifically. The end goal is is uh, hopefully to obtain employment or uh, to be able to start a, a network engineering sort of business. I've always loved the troubleshooting aspect or setting up networks to make sure things run as efficiently as possible. So that's uh, that's where um, the school thing comes into play. you know. And I've had a lot of people who work in the industry already tell me, Rob, you don't need to go back to school for this. And I know that. I, I know that, you know, a lot of the people in the field are self-taught. But the way I'm looking at it is, again, if, you know, the state's going to help me pay for an, a formal education, one where, you know, I kind of have to be held accountable because, again, when left to my own devices, I tend to, to struggle uh, but if I'm in a, a, a more organized uh, setting, then, you know, I kind of have to tune in and, and do the work there. So, um, yeah, that's that's the goal there to, to get into a formal setting, to learn the, the tools of the trade and hopefully eventually uh, get a degree and, and maybe even get into uh, that field. Because uh, computer information, IT specifically, is not going anywhere anytime soon. And, and it has one of the best job outlooks of, of anything out there. So I figure why not? We'll give it a shot, right? Can't hurt. This past weekend, I tuned into the uh, WWE Survivor Series. As you guys know, I'm a huge, huge, huge wrestling fan. Uh, I've been watching it all my life. And this year's Survivor Series felt really, really different in, in both good and bad ways. Like, watching where the company is going is uh is is always curious there's always uh it tends to be some sort of exciting direction that they take but for the most part let's be honest wwe has been letting us wrestling fans down for a little while they've had a ton of missteps in recent years and uh the talent themselves 
it's just like a revolving door in and out, in and out. There's just not been very much consistency. It is good to see that the people that have been around are currently working, you know, middle to top of the car, which is really awesome to see. Uh, my guys, the new day are killing it. Xavier Woods just won King of the ring. Big E of course is the WWE champion over on raw. I was really heartbroken when the draft came around and they chose to separate the new day again, because even though they're going to do well, no matter what show you put them on, my personal opinion, my personal feeling on the matter is that they are much stronger as a unit. And even though they have been together collectively for, I don't know, almost 10 years now, something like that, getting close to 10 years, I still think that much like Roman Reigns and the Usos together uh, function as a really, really strong unit. I think the New Day is equally as strong when they are together on the same show. I get the idea of wanting to um, push Big E alone and solo and kind of letting him do this sink or swim thing, which I am 100% confident that he will definitely swim because dude is, is a solid talent and probably should have been um, near the title picture a little while ago, um, I think he'll do just fine. And I know Kofi and Woods will also do just fine, no matter what show that they're on. Uh, but again, functionally, as a group, I, I think they happen to work a lot better together. Now, the one thing that does weird me out about the WWE, especially recently, is the fact that there has been, and, and I wrote a piece about this a couple of days ago, There has been 80 releases this year. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. 80 former WWF superstars. Oh, my God, WWF. Goodness gracious. WWE superstars have been released in the past year, which is insanity when you consider the sheer amount of talent that WWE has been trying to acquire Uh, over the last few years like there was a point in time where if you made a name for yourself on the indies the wwe came calling at some point in time and now majority of those names have been released along with people who were mainstays on the main roster those people have since moved on to you know impact wrestling or new japan or aew or some combination of those three But there seems to be a disturbing trend happening here. Before WWE got invested in the indies specifically, it was a very huge, vibrant scene, right? Not not saying that the indies isn't vibrant right now, but thanks to COVID and, and the pandemic as a whole, it kind of forced those independent promotions to uh scale back a bit, right? So bookings in general, uh, available shows for available talent have been going down. Meanwhile, thanks to Vince and air quotes, budget cuts, they are flooding the wrestling market, the independent scene, and even for major, the other major companies flooding the market with talent, which forces uh, promotions to essentially look at and evaluate their current roster to say, hey, does this guy have it? 
Or do we want to take a shot at this guy who we know have been at, at the big stage? We've seen this guy wrestle at WrestleMania. We know he can go. Can we afford him to bring him on or her? Should we bring him or her on board? And meanwhile, the people who are on the scene who have been doing it for a very long time kind of get pushed to the background because of this influx of talent now that's available on the indies. And and part of me, and, and I said this in my piece, part of me feels like maybe, just maybe, Vince is so shrewd a businessman that he's doing this intentionally. He has seen, yeah, you have to consider, Vince has seen something like this happen two times before. One, to his benefit, actually both times to his benefit. One was with the territories where after a while, WWE was really the only place where you can come and make real good money. You were, as the wrestlers say, booked. You were always booked. You were guaranteed a spot on the show somewhere, somehow. And because of the allure of coming and working on a national stage with WWE back in the 80s, early 90s, a lot of wrestlers left these smaller regional territories in, in search of you know more national fame and, more importantly, more national money. That killed the territories. Vince won. And then enter a new national powerhouse when it comes to wrestling and of course i'm speaking of wcw led by ted turner in the early 90s the mid 90s and almost into the late 90s that company was very good very stiff competition for vince and it started with a couple of wrestlers scott hall and kevin nash who left vince left new york to go take a chance with WCW. And they ended up forming a faction with Vince's former golden boy, Hulk Hogan, and the NWO took off and made WCW the hottest thing in wrestling for about 83 weeks. Now, the problem that WCW fell into is as Vince started to focus on his Attitude Era, his storylines that featured Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, that featured Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels at some point, Undertaker, Kane, Big Show, The Rock, Triple H. He had a contingent of, you know, nine to ten really good, solid wrestlers. And everybody else just kind of fell by the wayside, you know. There was there, there was a ton of characters in the attitude error, but in the main event scene, there was only room for those people that I just named. And eventually there was cuts talent started flying over to WCW and WCW would bite because of course they wanted to have a bigger roster, a better roster, a more exciting roster than WWE. Um, but what ended up happening is they started taking on too much talent and they didn't focus on telling the stories that WWE was telling at the time, which is what pulled the audience in. So long short, WCW went under. That was the second time that Vince benefited directly from an influx of talent. He actually bought 
WCW. He purchased, uh, it was a smaller company, ECW, but they, they never really actually posed a threat to either WCW or WWE at the time. Now here we are, some 30 years later almost, and Vince is still at the at the top of the hill. He's the king of the mountain, so to speak. And he has this influx of talents that he is unloading into the indie scene and into these other companies. And some companies like AEW have bit. They have signed a tremendous amount of former WWE talent. And now that other promotions are either going on hiatus or closing the doors, there's even more talent available in the marketplace now. AEW, for example, just signed Jay Lethal, who was a Ring of Honor lifer up until a couple of months ago. Um, Ring of Honor decided that they needed to take a break to recenter and refocus on on talent, and and maybe they're going to let fans back in. Maybe not. Who knows? But Jay Lethal is in AEW. You know who else is in AEW? Chris Jericho. John Moxley. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, Miro, those are all former WWE talents that have kind of jumped ship. In WWE, just released another 30-some-odd wrestlers. Where are they going to go? We don't know just yet. But one thing is for certain, the available amount of booking or jobs for wrestlers is dwindling dwindling and despite the fact that wwe is making record profits they are cutting wrestlers at a record pace and citing budget cuts as a reason why which is really interesting to me to hear um i'm very curious to see where the rest of these wrestlers are going to end up I'm also very curious to see how all of these releases is going to end up impacting the world of of independent wrestling for the long run. Because again, a lot of these companies are either operating bare minimum because they don't have the finances that an AEW or WWE has, and they can't run consistent shows still during the pandemic and follow safety protocol at that. Or they just flat out don't have the available capital to sign a former WWE talent and run them on their show. So it's really curious to see exactly what's going to happen up with with all of this talent that's out there. If you want to check it out and, and read the piece that I wrote, um, it goes into detail about a lot of the stuff that I just discussed. Head on over to the website, man. TheCuratedCulture.com. Check it out. It's, it's a pretty lengthy read. Um, but well worth it for sure. Check it out. Let me know what you think about, um, this weird moment in time in the world of professional wrestling. That's, uh, that's going to be it. That's, uh, this week's show guys. I tremendously appreciate you checking in, talking about, uh, consistency and pro wrestling with your boy. Next week is going to be the first part of our gift guide for those who wait for the last minute to buy gifts that's right if you are and have not began christmas shopping just yet and you have a ton of gifts to get we will have you covered we're going to go over a couple of really awesome 
and inexpensive because a lot of times you know you go to these tech sites you go to these culture sites and they're like oh these are great last minute gift site gift ideas which they are but some of them are like four or five hundred dollars and some of us don't have that kind of cash to throw down make sure you check in next wednesday we're gonna do part one of our last minute gift idea show for you we got you back we're gonna help you out and we're gonna run that segment on this show all the way up until the week of Christmas. Christmas falls on a Saturday this year, so you'll get one show before Christmas Day, and we will have several really good, really inexpensive, I won't say super-duper inexpensive, but we'll have really good ideas for you to help you out just in case you wait until the last minute. So make sure that you subscribe to this show so that you don't miss what we have to say. We'll also be publishing articles on the website to kind of reinforce what we say on here. In the meanwhile, make sure you're checking us out over on social media via at The Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram, at underscore Curated Culture on Twitter, at Robbie Diesel virtually everywhere on the tweets, on the Instagrams, on the Snapchats, and of course on TikTok. I like to record little short, silly videos on TikTok. And if you feel so inclined, head on over there and check your boy out. Helps out all my algorithms, makes me a little more Google search friendly, if you will. So check me out over there. Um, check out the website, thecuratedculture.com. And of course, as always, head on over to uh, youtube.com slash Robbie Diesel. Check out some of the video content we're posting over there. Just did a video the other day in which I had four unopened boxes of sneakers that I purchased and completely forgot about because, of course, consistency is my best friend. Not really. But check that video out. Give me a subscribe over there. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week next wednesday that's right we're doing a consistency thing i have to i gotta commit to it i said it i put it out there so it has to happen thank you all so very much for checking me out i'll catch y'all on the next show until then take care of yourselves take care of each other peace